Hello and welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, today is Wednesday, April 12th, 2023. Uh, I'm Carl James, joined by Cassidy Palmer and Chris Feeney. Uh, it has uh, continued to be a, a great run for the Hoosiers. The Hoosiers are now in sole possession of first place in the Big Ten with a 7-2 and conference record. Um, after a rather eventful uh, midweek <laughs> fireworks experience, <laughs> the uh, the Hoosiers now have a record of twenty three and ten. Um, I still keep getting confused by this emoji. Uh, here we go, record of twenty three and ten. Uh, and uh, although I will caution to take this with a grain of grain of salt, uh, the Hoosiers are ranked fifteenth in the RPI again. There's reasons you need to not be too horribly excited about that, but uh, it, it's still it's still a metric to look at this time of the season. Um, the closest team in the Big Ten to them is Rutgers, who, who uh, are at 43 in the RPI, who they've just played a really, really, really tough schedule. Yeah. Um, uh, but the big thing was that Indiana got the marquee series win, something that eluded them in really both of the last two, two seasons. Um, so the big marquee win, um, the a team that was uh, by some predicted to win the big 10, um, no question, really no question. If you talk to the experts, the team with the best pitching in the big 10, the Iowa, Iowa Hawkeyes came and in what was very unusual for the most part, they were pitchers, pitchers matchups. And it was the Indiana Hoosiers that managed to come out on top. Um, so uh, I guess we'll start with Cassidy this week. Cassidy, what is on your mind? Yeah, so I, I haven't had time yet to really dig into any numbers, but it was, uh, look at, looking at my scorecards here, it was nice to see uh, on Sunday and then again, uh, on Tuesday against Ball State, see the offense start to pick up. Uh, now on Sunday, up until the end, there weren't a lot of timely hits, but they were hitting. Well, they were hitting well with nobody on, but they were still hitting well. They were getting on base, not much problem. And then finally they were able to break through a little bit and then on Tuesday I I pointed out on, on, in my final uh update that uh every Hoosier that came to the plate had at least one hit and had at least one RBI what I hadn't realized at the time and realized later every Hoosier who came to the plate scored wow. hit scored and drove at least one guy in like that yes the 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 pitching gave up a bit it it, it was a home run night it, it happens every it, anybody and everybody can hit it out on those nights but outside of the home runs uh yeah yeah ball state was able to get some people on but they left a lot on too so so uh so that happens there's there there's gonna be those nights where everybody's hitting everything mm -hmm. real deep 
but to see that rebound from uh, from the Saturday Iowa game where going into the ninth, there was one hit. One hit going into the ninth. And even that, if you include that ninth, and I'm still not calling that a double play. I refuse to call it a double play. Uh, there, there were no hits that inning either. So very, very difficult offense uh, the first two games. So to see the offense rebound a bit was really nice. And, and from, from a, an approach standpoint, uh, wasn't a whole lot that I could say was particularly bad either even on those low offense, it, like you said, Carl, I was a, a pitching team. And so for IU to match a pitching team in a pitching dual weekend, I'm absolutely thrilled. And also, I think that goes to what you were talking about that, you know, like, oh, there was, you know, a lack of timely hitting in, in certain parts. Uh, honestly, I think that was more of, the quality of Iowa's timely pitching. And part of that is that, you know what, you're willing to give up a solo home run. So you're willing to, you're more willing without runners on the base paths to challenge and really focus on throwing strikes. Uh, I think that has a lot to do with that. So I I credit Iowa's pitching. And there's a distinction. You look at at Iowa, because basically, and you could tell at the end of that game, oh my goodness, they were frustrated. Iowa was. (laughs) But I think you look you look at it to where you look at the scores in the Maryland series. Um, they lost uh, nine to ten. They lost four to seven. That was more of a traditional. Then they won twelve to eight. Um, <clears throat> I mean, none were a pitcher's duel. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you know, and one was there was one slightly low scoring game. Uh, Iowa. Iowa pitchers didn't really have it that weekend. So then they come to Indiana, win 7-1, lose 2-0 in 10 innings, and then lose 4-2. Their pitchers did their job. They did phenomenal. Yeah. And like we said, from watching it, it was just those guys were – those guys were on, and Indiana still beat them. Yeah. And that's not something we would see last year. Yeah. Chris, what are well, your thoughts? I mean, Cass said she didn't have time to really go through the numbers. I went through the numbers a little bit, and the <laughs> number is one. Our pitching staff took the mound with a lead for one inning all weekend long. <laughs> one. Okay? And if you're going to talk about stressful pitching, they talk about high-pressure situations, high-tense you know, throws, right? When they look at pitch counts, right? Like, oh, his pitch count was 75, but he was up 6 nothing. So they weren't really tense situations. We took the lead one inning to pitch, <laughs> and we won the series. Okay? So if you're going to tell me that this staff isn't different than last year, every oh, yeah. single time they had to step up. Every time they had to get through another inning, and another inning, either tied or losing or tied or losing, and they made it happen. And with one inning, yeah. picking that ball up off the mound to pitch, one yeah. With the lead, we won the series. Well, so and- it's incredible. You can't, you, you, you're not going to do that. You're not going to win no. that series. There's too many high stress pitches. There's too much 
action. It's, it's not going to happen. Yeah. But it happened and we won. Well, the, the one that really stood out to me numbers wise gave up just two runs over the final 19 innings. I mean, and it's all high That's stress situations. Right. Never winning. Never nope. winning. Except for the ninth inning on Sunday. Yep. And to me, that is just the most impressive thing you're going to see. They were old school baseball games. It was stressful. It was tense. It was fun. Yep. You know, we were looking around in this, at the state like, oh, this is the old school stuff. This is from when we were younger. You know what was a rally in it this weekend? A walk. <laughs> yeah. You know what was a rally? A hit. One hit <laughs> was a rally. Yeah. For both it sides. It was wild. It was wild and we won. Yeah. So this wasn't the series that happened at Iowa. This wasn't football scores. You know, this was, this is not something that's going to come around. We were going to the stadium for 10 years. There hasn't been a series like this once. So, you know, give it credit, honor these pitchers, honor the hitters that came through the clutch. And, and I, you know, you heard Mercer say it. I don't know what's going to happen. Baseball's silly, right? You don't know what's going to happen after this, but we had this past weekend and it was special. And I really want to give credit to this team that flipped it because, you know, again, this was the one that they circled on the calendar in uh, mm -hmm. November. Yeah. And they did it. So I'm real proud of it. I'm real happy, especially the way the game's playing. All right. Well, now we come to the uh, special guest part of the uh, festivities today. Uh, we have with us. Uh, center fielder for the Indiana Hoosiers, Bobby Whalen. Bobby, welcome to Talking Hoosier Baseball. Thank you so much for having me. <clears throat> All right. So, Bobby, we just kind of want to know from uh, from your perspective uh, as a player and a, and a team leader, just uh, what are your thoughts right now on uh, on where Indiana is at in the season? Um, just where 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 the team is, what the team is feeling like right now. Yeah, I would say it's still still early in the season, so we're we're remaining humble but at the same time we're proud of ourselves because a lot of us were a part of the team from last year compared to the team from this year and we've just come a long way in every single category of baseball and of just teammates and of a team so I'd say yeah we're just we're keeping our eye on the prize but also definitely proud of ourselves so what specifically stuck out for you about uh, this past uh, weekend series against Iowa? Uh, I would say the first thing would be the fact that our hitters weren't as good as we could have been or Iowa's pitching was really good. So they kind of shut us down a little bit and our pitchers just stole the show the whole weekend and they just kept us in every single game and gave us a chance to win late and that's exactly what we were able to do so yeah i would say all the credit goes to the pitchers this weekend they really they really put the hitters on their backs and yeah they they were awesome and i know you're probably not going to want to say it but there was some outstanding defense in the field all weekend too whether it was out uh in the outfield or in the infield throwing guys out on different bases is does it help now this year with the pitching being so much better as a defensive player on this team you know, without the walks and the hit by pitches and the and the longer innings. Yeah, it's definitely nice. And I would just say this year it's just a closer, it's a closer knit group. So not that we not that we didn't want to make every single play last year, but this year it's like that's my best friend on the mound. I'm getting him in the dugout as quick as possible. So you're really locked in to help him. 
And when you're focused, yeah, you just continue to make good plays. And we take a lot of pride in our defense. Because even uh, there was a home run uh, that went out on Friday night. I saw how high you went over that wall. And I think it was like seven to one or whatever the score was. I look, look at this kid. He just went half his body over the wall for that ball. He was going to get it if he could have. And I think that just proved the point to a fan in the stands that regardless of the score, you wanted to stop that. Yeah, I would say that's that's something we take a lot of pride in. It's it's baseball, no matter what the score is or who you're playing or or what day of the week it is. It's still baseball, and you play baseball the same way all the time. So yeah, I I would say everyone's bought into that. The newcomers are bought in, and I'm just trying to keep everyone aligned to that plan. I, I think it's especially noteworthy that uh, you know when we asked you about it in the press conference on. Uh, on, on Sunday, you talked about the fact that uh, your big catch in the first inning, um, you, you you largely credited the communication that Devin provided you in that particular instance. Yeah, it's 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 really a we have a really cool thing going right now. It's just it's just everyone has a way of helping the team, no matter if you're in the game, out of the game, or it's your play to make, or it's to help someone else make a play. And yeah, it's just it's a really selfless attitude that we have from one to 40 on our roster and it's it's really fun to be a part of something like that. And do you find with those kind of bigger defensive plays, so like that uh, first inning on Sunday where you had that great catch, uh, Devin had had his own robbery. Uh, do you find that kind of snowballs, it snowballs in a good way. Like it, it continues to build up, uh, maybe a little more, not momentum, that's not the right word, but a little more motivation to keep making those plays and and maybe a little bit on the uh, offensive side as well. Yeah, I would say every every baseball player knows that when you make a diving catch, then you're going to have a hit. So I would say, <laughs> I would say that's one of the things. You always want to make that really good play because you know when you get in the box, it's you're going to hit a line drive up the middle. So it's definitely something you want to be a part of if you can. If you have the chance to make the play, you want to make it because it baseball pays you back in a good way after. And looking at the plate, uh, something I've noticed over the last couple of weeks, uh, I, I I don't know if it's a point of emphasis or anything, but I'm I, I'm seeing lots of uh, two strike fouls, lots of lots of. Uh, working the pitch count up. Uh, I know you had a 10 pitch at bat at one point uh, and then against Ball State, uh, Proc managed to work 11 and 12 pitch at bats. Uh, we're seeing that a lot more frequently. Has that been a point of emphasis or just something that's kind of coming uh, off of some of the pitchers maybe? Uh, I would say I would say it's always a point of emphasis if you do get in a two strike count it's it kind of just turns away from looking good in the box to just trying to do anything you can to put the ball in play and and just move the baseball so you have a chance to be on base it's no longer like hit a double off the wall or anything like that it's just do everything you can to raise his pitch count and if he gets you out that's fine but you're going to take some pitches with you so i would say that's something that we're all bought into doing and yeah, it shows up with different players, different games, but yeah, it's something that's always been an emphasis for us. So what is the focus that, uh, that you guys have discussed in this week in practice uh, in preparation for the Illinois series? 
Uh, yeah, it's just that they're that they're a really good team. We everyone knows they're a good team. They they've struggled a little bit, but they started off strong. They're a good team. We played them last year. They haven't lost much from last year. They're a really good team. So so we know we need to come ready to play and and do what we can to take the series. And yeah, I would just say it's it's keeping our head down and just playing the same way that we've been playing, and remain focused on just the game that we're playing at the at the moment. Nothing nothing in the future, nothing in the past. Yeah, and I would just say just just continue to play our game and and respect our opponent. Well, Bobby, it's been awesome having you on Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, best of luck as you guys uh, travel to Illinois. Um, and thank you for, for coming on the show. Yeah, thank you so much. Thanks, Bobby. Thanks, thank Bobby. All right, that was great having Bobby on the on the show. I guess we'll go ahead and uh, let's talk a little bit about the Big Ten um, and where things stand right now. Uh, obviously, if you go to iubase.com, you can click on Big Ten standings and look at the standings. Um, and I will uh, plug those because uh, every place you go are going to list the standings in a different way. Yep. Yep. Um, iubase.com. Uh, the, the big feature of iubase.com is that the standings, uh, I always perform tiebreakers. So using the Big Ten tournament rules for tiebreak, for, for seeding tiebreakers, um, you get a true 1 through 13 with no ties. So, um, but it wouldn't even take a tiebreaker. The Indiana Hoosiers are currently in sole possession of first pace first place with a seven and two record seven seventy eight win percentage um uh now again this is only three weeks into the season and several teams now uh have not played uh more than two weekends in the season um so there's a lot left to be played for um but there's also a lot of just things you would not have expected you would not expect that right now both Minnesota and Northwestern are above the Big Ten tournament cut line. <laughs> uh, you would also not expect that Rutgers, Iowa, and Illinois would be below the Big Ten tournament cut line. But both of those statements are true statements. Um, and uh, obviously Indiana now goes to Illinois. Um, you know, that's a team that is very talented, that has not performed well, and is very hungry. So that will be an interesting series uh, and maybe a very, very tough opponent if they uh, they can figure out some stuff and get themselves right. Um, uh, Rutgers uh, managed to come through in the last weekend. Um, uh, also on uh, iubase.com, if you go, uh, there's a B1G Pick'em selection, and then you can see how the four of us um, – the three of us that you see here, plus Josh for Talking Hoosier Baseball, uh, you can see how we've been doing in our picks. Um, and Josh, even though he's not been able to come on the show much lately, is absolutely wiping the floor with the with the rest of us. Um, he is now at ten and three. Um, and I, I'm and I'm I don't know what the, where this is coming from because no one else on the planet picked Northwestern, Northwestern to beat Illinois. No. I, how did he, 
uh, he, ex- he tried to explain he tried to come up with some excuse some, <laughs> oh it was i'm looking at recent performance and they're i'm sorry i don't buy it <laughs> i don't know what what matt what uh i don't know i don't know what uh who he's consulting what what he's uh flipping a coin I mean, I'll give this to – they actually uh, – Northwestern now has a hitting coach too. So Ooh, progress. I, apparently, it, it's apparently big progress because they've managed, <laughs> they managed to beat Illinois in a series. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, Which yeah, means that, we're that, getting angry, Illinois. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I would be – I would be angry too by going to Chicago given how uh, – <laughs> how many games has Northwestern won overall? Let's see. They are five. They have won five games. Three of those have been in the Big Ten. Oof. Two against Illinois. Two against yeah. Illinois. Oh, and I will call back to the beginning of the show when I said take the RPI with a grain of salt. Indiana still has to play Northwestern three times. Those five wins are not going to do good things yeah. to the RPI when that happens. No. Now the good yeah. news, but the, but the good news is Indiana does have uh, some really nice midweek bumps coming. Uh, between Louisville and then a trip to Ball State, yeah. that's that is those those two in particular are going to be very helpful. Yes. Um, yeah. But yes, uh, but Northwestern uh, that we were we were split on this one and it, that was a tough call. Um, but uh, Chris and I got this one correct. We picked uh, Nebraska over Michigan. Yep. Um, but it was irrelevant because. Purdue finds a way to make to, to to mess me up every time. Uh-huh. Last year, I was constantly picking them and they would lose. This year, I'm constantly picking against them and they're winning. So Purdue uh, takes the series uh, over Minnesota. Um, uh, to no one's surprise, anywhere, even Josh, uh, Michigan State. Uh, uh, did win the series against Ohio State, uh, and then of course the other series that was of highly of interest. We all picked it the same, but it was still very much highly of interest. Uh, was uh, Maryland taking two of three from Rutgers? Um, so we do have uh, another week of pickums coming. Um, so this week we've got um, Penn State uh, at Purdue, Iowa at Minnesota. Northwestern at Nebraska, Maryland at Ohio State, and Michigan at Rutgers. Uh, Chris, let's start with you. What are your picks? All right. Uh, well, see, we talked about the Rutgers ordeal with the lights, where they should have uh, turned them on for the Big Ten series last year, and they chose not to. They did turn them on tonight for some reason against their big rival, Marist. Uh, I don't know why that was the decision. But, of course, top of the first inning, they gave up two runs to Marist. So maybe it was a sign like you guys blew this. Either have done it last week or have did it this week against Michigan. I'm taking Michigan just because Rutgers doesn't even know how to use the new thing they have, which is the lights. Uh, I am going to take Purdue against Penn State. I just don't see uh, Penn State. I think it's going to be somebody who drops later. Uh, let's see. Maryland, Ohio State. You know, I want to take Ohio State, but how can you at this point? So I'm going to take Maryland. Iowa, Minnesota, seems like, I feel like we're all going to have the same picks this week, but we'll see what happens. I've got Iowa, Northwestern, Nebraska. Josh can have Northwestern. I'm taking Nebraska. So not really going out on too many limbs here. Uh, I mean, I'm taking some road teams, but they're all road favorites. So we'll see what happens to these road favorites this week uh, in the Big Ten. 
Cass, how about you? Okay, well, I can say we won't have the same picks. No, good. Because uh, off the bat, I'm going to pick Rutgers over Michigan. I, I, I just think home field advantage on that, it's close. That, that one was pretty close to a coin toss for me. And, and I'm going to give the edge to the home team. But on the other side, I'm going to pick Penn State over Purdue. Uh, don't really have a solid reason there. Uh, just seemed like the right pick this week. Uh, Maryland over Ohio State, because like you said, I'd love to pick Ohio State. I'm not picking Ohio State in this one. Uh, <laughs> Iowa over Minnesota and Nebraska over Northwestern. All right. Um... Well, that makes my listing mine easy. I have exactly matched Cass. So. Okay. Oh, wow. So you yeah. took Penn State and uh, Rutgers? Yeah, I'm, I'm, okay. I'm done getting burned by Purdue, <laughs> which I'm sure means that they're going – it doesn't matter. Purdue's going to do exactly the opposite of whatever right. I pick. Right. But, but, but my decision was to be done being burned by the Boilermakers. That's uh, true. And honestly, I think Penn State's a good team. I really do. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, I, I even though that's at Purdue, I think Penn State is is ready to come out. Um, yeah, I, Iowa, Minnesota. I know. Yeah, I, I was a really good team. Uh, and yeah, I don't see the uh, the Northwestern magic continuing. Um, uh, I actually gave some thought about picking Ohio State. I don't dislike Ohio state. I'm still scratching my head as to why they've struggled as much as they have. Mm -hmm. And it would be just like, and this happens in the big 10, that a team like this, that is like struggling that they would wake up against Maryland. Mm -hmm. So I, I, mean, I really get that mad about making the no. pick wrong. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. <laughs> you I know what? Like to see Maryland you know what? I'm doing it. You know what? I'm already down in the I'm already down in the in the dumpster. This is my chance to come back. I'm calling it. The Buckeyes are going to upset Maryland. They're going to okay. take down the Terps. I'm switching my pick. And I will cheer when they do. <laughs> Why not? I'm 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 six and seven. What do I have to lose? I am going for it. We're not much better at seven and six. <laughs> And then, yeah, RPI-wise, um, I have done a little bit of analysis. Um, I do have a, a model that I try to do, um, which takes into account the current performance and also takes into account the future schedule. Um, and right now, I have the team finishing with a 32 RPI is where I have the team landing. What's the record? Is, hmm? what, what, what record would we have? That I don't act the way this model worked, it, it actually just calculates RPI. Oh, I thought so, it would tell you like the record is this, uh, it and this is it what does, the RPI would be. So it wouldn't say that we're like that's 40 a, and 17 or something. That's something different. Um oh, okay. They, they used to yeah, have that, I remember. Right. Yeah, that's something else. That's something else I do, but that requires me making predictions um and giving my pick in my pick'em performance. I'm, <laughs> I'm not I'm not I'm not too trustworthy at me making actual predictions. Well. So so here I'm Josh on the phone and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're going to get there. Yeah, in a couple of weeks, I'm definitely going to start that because I had Cass do that last year. I, I had know, her do it yeah. live on the show. So Yes. So now it's um, Josh's turn. 
now we'll get hand out some hardware. Chris, what do you got in the there way of red go. belts for this week? It was a huge weekend. Uh, offensively, we had some late game choices. I don't care what people want to say or who they want to pick. If a guy hits a walk-off bomb in the 10th, I'm giving it to him. So Morgan Colopy, he gets the offensive red belt. He gets the Alex Dickinson award. He got to wear the big chain with the IU on it. It was, it was just, we haven't seen this in a while. We haven't won big games in a while, right? We haven't had it all riding on this. And then we come through and win in a long time. I think it's been two or three years, to be honest with you. And it was huge to play a big game and come out and win it. So Morgan Colopy, who's who won it, uh, gets it for the Alex Dixon Award. The Joey Donato Award, I'm going to go with Luke. I know. A lot of other big uh, pitcher performances. Six innings, 12 Ks, complete domination, no walks. Okay, and he was battled zero for zero the entire time. It goes back to what I was saying before. He wasn't pitching with the lead. He was coming off of what had happened the night before. We got taken to the woodshed by the Brett kid. Let's call it what it was. How he didn't win Big Ten pitcher of the week, I have no idea. Okay, <laughs> whoever this other kid is, Olsen, <laughs> I don't want to even know. Uh, I Someone not in that series won uh, the Big Ten pitcher of the week. Uh, that, yeah, is right here. Right. that is criminal. That is just criminal. Right. Emmett Olson was honored with the Big Ten Pitcher of the Week uh, uh, of Nebraska. He threw 7.2 innings, allowing just one and run on a pair of hits. How anybody pitched better than that Brett kid did at the bar. It, it was one of the best road performances I've seen there in nine years. Okay. Yeah. But that goes back to the loop performance. Okay. After what had happened, and we were shut down the way we were by that kid. For Luke to just say, nope, six zeros, 12 Ks, we'll figure the rest out. So Luke's going to get the Joey Donato. And defensively, I've actually heard some stuff about this one, too, because there's been lots of choices. Um, I can't give a singular play that includes three people, the red belt. If I could, I would, because <laughs> it was amazing to watch that dude get thrown out at the plate, to watch the execution. I mean, anything off in the fundamentals that I play, and they score, right? So, but someone who was part of that play also made an amazing play in the first thing in the next game, and that's Devin Taylor. So he's going to get another red belt, not just for the relay, but also for the big catch in the first inning. So you got Devin Taylor defensively for the Tony Butler. We've got uh, Morgan Colopy out of the dark coming out of this one. Big Mo getting the, uh, Alex Dickerson. And Luke is just stacking red belts. Uh, he's got another one for the uh, Joey Donato Award. One thing I want to mention, I know for me, it was great to be able to be at the ball games and see all this, right? And there's times when the team goes on the road and, it, and it's not easy. But for the next five games, all right, I put it out on Twitter today, but I just want to also mention it here. For the next five games, we have real opportunities on real TV to watch this team play. I'm stalling right now as I'm trying to pull it up. There it is. Uh, the Friday 8 o'clock start against Illinois is on the real BTN. So you can watch with your eyes. You don't have to be a streamer or whatever the case. Saturday, the game got moved to 6 p.m. Okay. It's not even updated on our site yet, but it is what it is. It's a 6 p.m. Eastern start. It's on BTN on Saturday. Sunday, 2 p.m. Hopefully more than one camera. I don't know. That's BTN Plus. So I don't want to speak on that. But then the next Tuesday is Louisville at the bar, ESPNU. And then the very next night, ESPN Plus, which usually does a very good job with their broadcast. And that's going to be at Cincinnati. So uh, a lot of people can get some more eyeballs on this team while they're on the road. Uh, and I'm definitely grateful. So I can uh, have some more educated red belt picks for next week. 
And I do want to, before we wrap up hardware, I do want to give an honorary unofficial uh, red belt to Brady Ware at UND. Uh, he's, a, he's a grad student over there. Uh, they're D2. He managed to both throw a no-hitter and hit for the cycle, not just in the same series, in the same game. Uh, Amazing. Amazing. It, now, it was, on the, the no-hitter, it was a seven-inning game because it was a, a doubleheader, and they did seven innings for those. But that also means he hit the cycle in seven innings. So just impressive all around. Uh, struck out 11 batters. Went four for four, one each, single, double, triple home run with five RBI. Uh, that I don't care what level of baseball you are playing. That is absolutely insane and absolutely deserves to be recognized. So that's uh, all I've got. We will have our pickums uh, up on the site, including Josh's. It's actually that's the that's the only benefit to not having Josh uh, available for these is that. Uh, is that uh, that that leaves that last bit of, of drama as to what is, what is Josh <laughs> going to pick? Yes, so you'll yes. see that on the site uh, roughly around the time. Well, uh, it'll be before this is posted, so uh, we'll get that up. Um, we uh, there was a post game media session today um, with Coach Mercer, uh, a rather lengthy one, and uh, that will get up on the site. Not post game, sorry. <laughs> pre series, pre pre series before their trip to Illinois. Um, and Chris has already gone over when uh, the games are and, and how you can watch them. Uh, and, uh, of course, I mean, it, we've been talking about Illinois, but we've, we've got Louisville. <laughs> and you mentioned oh, yeah. that Louisville coming to the BART. That's, uh, I mean, heck, there was a huge crowd yesterday. So just imagine what there's going to be uh, next, uh, next Tuesday. So that's, uh, that, is, that is our big opportunity. So uh, for Cassidy Palmer... And Chris Feeney, I'm Carl James. See you at the BART. <laughs>